What's up? <laughs> What's up, Joe Rogan? How's it going? That's the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me. I try really hard. Welcome to Bruise Day Tuesday Podcast Episode 375. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the rigid, tumescent biscuit of podcasting, Tyler Dryblad. I like that. That's good. Uh, we got some articles. It's game time decision which articles we're going to choose. So, you know, you don't get my thrilling previews. Uh, but you do get Jed Farber. Uh, last week it was a two-man show, so thank God we have somebody else to uh, liven it up. Hey, Jed, how's it going? I'm good. Sorry, I thought I got the COVID, so I, uh, I bowed out last week. But Oh, okay. Uh, so you yeah. thought you think you're the president? Is that what's going on? Big man? No. <laughs> no. no, I was actually getting myself – I was further distancing from even people <laughs> online. I was so worried about it, but – yeah. But you don't have the vid is what I'm hearing. No, I I had like I felt pretty shitty like between 1:30 a.m. and 2 and like co- had some coughs and was like oh god and I immediately <laughs> ordered a covid test and then after that night when I woke up I felt fine. I think I was like congested and all that shit but yeah. I was covid negative so well, that's good. You know you know, it's just living in COVID times. That's how it, that's how it be. That is how it be. Uh, what beer did you bring? Okay, so here's my surprise. Earlier, I asked Sam if I could review Sour Monkey. Oh yeah, because I gave it a perfect score last time. So I have my Sour Monkey here. But I also, because I should be drinking a new beer, I also have Spooky Tooth Fathead Fathead's uh, Pumpkin. Brew. Oh, so double yeah, fisting. I'm, yeah, double fisting. I'm probably gonna focus on the spooky tooth and then give a little two my two cents about the sour monkey at the very end. But makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I didn't know that this existed, and then Douglas, my roommate, Douglas Nestor, friend of the show, had one and suggested I try it. It is also nine percent. So. You know, we're going hard over here with double fisting 9% beers. That's right. Nice. All right. I guess I'll taste it. That's how this segment goes, right? Mmm. Mmm. Oh, my mustache. I'm so unused <laughs> to drinking with mustaches. Um, I don't really drink a lot of pumpkin beer. Pumpkin is like the only pumpkin beer that I can even recall ever having. And I would des- I would describe this as similar to my little baby boy taste buds. But it's a little bit more bitter. It has like a little bit more bitter of a taste on the end and the exact same amount of uh, pumpkin flavor. But I didn't expect that bitterness. Mm. Hmm. It's an imperial. Does that make sense? With 9%, it makes plenty of sense. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, my initial review is that it's uh, it's very similar to pumpkin. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. <laughs> Super. Yeah. So I have Bell's Best Brown. 
American Brown Ale. It's making a big claim here, big bold claim. So we're going to see how that pans out. It's 5.8% ABV. Uh, it, it looks like a brown ale. It's kind of molassesy in color almost. Um, it poured with a, a minimum head, different size bubbles from what I saw. I'm getting maybe like just the vaguest, I don't even know, like bready and maybe some chocolatey notes coming off of there. Not bread. More like more like a like a chocolate bun is kind of what it smells like. Mm. It's not really what it tastes like. No chocolate in there, but it never claimed to have any chocolate. It tastes like a pretty pretty good brown ale. I don't know. Is it the best brown ale? We'll see. But uh, it's it's very on style. I'll say that, Samuel. Yeah, actually, I I remember really enjoying Bell's Best Brown, but it has been many years since I last had it. I have a beer from Untitled Art, which is uh, this just got serious. I think it's supposed to be like this shit just got serious, but it just has the you know like a dollar sign and symbols and whatnot. Yeah. Actually, I think this is supposed to say this stout just got serious. This is foolish. <laughs> Because uh, it's dollar sign plus sign, uh, zero U plus sign. I guess that's stout. Um, it's been a while since I did elite speak. <laughs> it seems to be a collaboration with uh, Chocolate Shop, which is uh, a Wisconsin-based ice cream company that uh, makes a very good product. It uh, It's 11%, but it's only one of itself. Oh, it smells so rich. Oh, that smells great. <laughs> man you can really taste the ice cream collaboration oh yeah it's um it's super chocolatey it's like a um i'm not a big dark chocolate guy this is more of a dark chocolate vibe than a milk chocolate situation but given what it is i think that makes sense it's super rich it's got a a nice bitter finish to balance out the malts uh it claims to have cacao nibs caramel and milk sugar Plenty of chocolates coming through. The caramel and the milk sugar, I think, are just too uh, subtle of flavors because it, it really is a, a punch to the mouth of um, the dark malts. Well, all right. Uh, so we're all going kind of dark-ish, I guess. Tis the season, right? We're getting into fall times. It's spooky times. It's also October. It's, it is October. It is spooky. Something that I find kind of spooky comes to us from Forbes.com. Anheuser-Busch InBev completes acquisition of Craft Brew Alliance. Ooh, gives me the chills just saying it. Yeah, I hate this. <laughs> the picture is Aloha. It's like a nice beach picture, though. So it's like yeah, actually, <laughs> it doesn't spook me that much because most of the beers in the Craft Beer Alliance are kind of crafty you know it's like kona and widmer and red hook it's like all right but yeah so uh anheuser-busch InBev has uh closed a deal with the craft brew alliance to basically purchase the remaining 68.8 percent of the craft beer alliance that doesn't already belong to ab InBev. apparently like 25 years ago so in the way back in the before times known as the 90s uh, Widmer Brothers and Red Hook sold some stakes to AB. Um, now all of the rest of the stakes are being snapped up. Mm. Yeah. So this is, I feel like, bad news mostly just uh, from an optics perspective. Like, if you aren't aware of these breweries and how they're, like, all kind of take it or leave it, with the exception of, I think, 
uh, Red Hook has a very, it's a nice and unique shaped bottle. I'll give them credit for that. Nice. It's a cute little bottle shape. Look into I think it. Widmer's is totally inoffensive, and I would drink it and forget that I had drank it. Right. I, but we're not, I don't feel like, there's there's no heartbreakers here in this, yeah, in this sure. roster. But I think um, the idea that they own something called the Craft Brew Alliance just makes just makes craft brew look bad and and i could see someone being like like getting confused and thinking that ab is is craft brew from seeing this uh combo yeah uh so i guess they're given kind of a rundown of some of the crafty stuff that ab owns so we've got kona blue point devil's backbone platform which i've never heard of wicked weed vesa sur omission Cisco Brewers, Winwood Brewing, Appalachian Mountain Brewery, Ten Barrel, Breckenridge, Four Peaks, Carbach, Widmer, Red Hook, Square Mill Cider, Goose Island, Golden Road, Elysian. It's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of real schlock in here. Uh, like, um, Omission's terrible and Golden Road is terrible. Uh, yeah, but. I kind of like Elysian, and I'll, I'll be Me sad too. to see them go. I think Breckenridge has a couple of things I like. I'll be sad to see them go, too. I have a couple. Uh, there are a couple things Ten Barrel makes that I think are fine. And then Jed said something. I was just uh, reading the article to see if I recognized any words in it. Uh, they said <laughs> Hawaii later. That's a thing. Kona, I guess, would be in Hawaii. Kind of. Uh, you, so. You'd think that... But if you listen to this podcast, you would know they got sued over their misleading advertising. Wait, but why then does the article focus on Hawaii's, uh, the impact that this will have on Hawaii, the Hawaii market? Well, maybe uh, Chris uh, Fernari is confused because they don't brew that beer in Hawaii. Oh, this is weird. Maybe they import a lot of it to Hawaii. That would be interesting. This merger, as originally structured, would have significantly increased market concentration in Hawaii. I mean, maybe it's less about Kona specifically and more about uh, AB having a stranglehold there, which would kind of make sense given that I would think <laughs> from a distribution perspective, it's a lot easier to get things from, say, uh, Wisconsin to Iowa than it is from Wisconsin to Hawaii. Yeah, AB yeah. and CBA, which I guess is just AB now, control yeah, a combined yeah. control forty one percent share of the Hawaii market. Wow! So, yeah, that's a remarkable statistic. Yeah, I guess that's why they focused on Hawaii. Jesus, I don't see Hawaii as having that much influence on the overall market, but I guess if you can corner th- any market, you may as well. I think it's more of like. I think that's more just thrown in like, also, guess what crazy shit is happening now in Hawaii? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. As part of their proposed settlement, the two companies agreed to divest CBA's Kona Brewing operations in Hawaii. There's a 100,000-barrel brewery still under construction in Hawaii. Yeah, under construction. They don't brew in there right now. Oh, but now they're never going to brew there. Apparently. Well, not necessarily never. Oh, they're they're sending they're sending it to a different brewery, PV Brewing Partners. Did you know that Hawaii has double the population of Vermont? Really? Yeah, isn't that weird? 
That is weird. I don't, in my mind, like, I have no idea the size of Hawaii compared to Vermont, though. Well, because every time you see it on a map, it's like they just scooch Hawaii and Alaska in in a little corner, and it's yeah. never to scale. Yeah. Right. So Hawaii also the... has a larger population than Delaware. Wow. That's the type of shit you're probably looking up right now. Exactly. You <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't uh, memorize your country's population densities, Jed? Uh, no, not typically. Though, if if uh, Hawaii had more had a higher population than Pennsylvania, I probably would have remembered that. Yes. Let's so. see. Let's see. Uh, what is the total area of Hawaii? Here we go. This is a good podcasting. Uh, uh basically eleven thousand miles squared. Total area of Vermont. I'm so bored. About. 9.5 thousand miles squared. So Hawaii's a little bit bigger, but double wow. the population. That's interesting. That I, is very interesting. Sam, do you, what, are your, what do you think there? Well, I, I wanted to tell you guys uh, my super smart plan that I'm taking investors in for uh, using my understanding of population density to take a couple of Senate seats. Yeah? Yeah, okay. So the thing is, uh, major metropolitan areas... Uh, for instance, Boston have larger populations than some entire states, uh, sure, true. like South like Dakota. Um, Vermont. Well, okay, but Vermont doesn't work for my example. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and a lot of these less populated states are very rural, which means they uh-huh. lean very far right. Yeah. Um, rural. If we and the this, and this is where this rural. is where the investors come in. I'm gonna need some cool. money to start a major metropolitan area in South Dakota. Uh-huh. So you make New Boston mm-hmm. in South Dakota, you make it as big as Boston. You like get a bunch of, you know, get a bunch of tech companies in there. They're all trying to uh leave uh uh Silicon Valley now Silicon anyway. Yeah. Um, Come to the Silicon Prairie. Exactly. And you you just set up shop in uh in South Dakota. You get, you know, land there super cheap so you get a bunch of big campuses there and then you know you um you steal sports teams from surrounding cities, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals become the the new Boston right. Cardinals, and the then drunken Irishman. I mean, well, a lot of Cardinals in the church are drunken Irishmen. Got them, uh, and now we have this huge urban population, bigger than, like, thereby doubling the size of the of the state. And mm-hmm. this urban area is, you know, mostly liberal. And then you start stealing back Senate seats and electoral yeah, Tyler, votes. Would, would you like to invest, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a little piggy bank. Be happy to throw that in for the cause. Fuck you, talk about investing over here. Do you want to be the uh, lieutenant? Wait, what's the vice mayor? Is there a name for vice mayor, lieutenant mayor, something like that? Junior mayor? You can be the junior mayor of New Boston, but (laughs) I'm going to be the mayor of New Boston. Deputy Deputy mayor Mayor sounds right. Yeah. That'd be cool. And uh, you're going to be the mayor? That's also. That's the big reveal is you just want to be the mayor of a town. And the easiest way in your mind is if you create and build a new town in South Dakota. I think if I made it my only – if my only wish in the world were to become the mayor of Verona, I think I could make it happen. Yeah. Is that where you live? Yes, that's the town I live in. He lives in Verona where our tale begins. <laughs> um but uh, I think you always see, like, really reasonable groups trying to build new towns out 
in the Midwest. You know, like the Rajneeshis and like a whole bunch of white supremacists. Like I think your 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 idea is really rooted in some good history. Well, you, you have good company. <laughs> you start with breweries and coffee shops, and then only the lib cucks will come. Oh, so okay. So it's just going to be bald white men. Oh, wait right. A second. As long as they're as long as they're voting in the right direction, I don't care what color they are. I uh, I actually think South Dakota is pretty cool. The Badlands, super interesting landscape. I'd go back, but um, yeah, there's no jobs in piece of shit state other than that. <laughs> well, other than other than the up and coming New Boston, of course. Wow, you heard it here first and last. <laughs> Yeah, if I ever have any shekels left over from, you know, buying my milk, wheat, and vitamins that I boil down into my daily meals, uh, <laughs> I'll send it to the to the New Boston Fund. <laughs> wow. Make, help New Boston work for you, Tyler. You just have to settle it first, and then, and then you'll, you'll see that sweet, sweet kickback. There are much worse Kickstarters than I want to make a, a new liberal mecca in the Midwest. I don't think there are. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you propose one that Name you think three. is a worse idea? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Well, let me Google. Um, let me Google. Kick the starter of... <laughs> fart. There's got to be something. Um, the the amount of content on the internet, like you, like there are just countless podcasts. I this one is not quite included that are literally just talking about content on the internet. Yeah. I don't think this one quite uh, is over the top of that hill. We're, not we're no, not Hopefully yet. Hopefully someday, That's, am I right? Well, it depends how popular we want to be, you know? What do you Sam guys think has... about uh, Who Farted, the Who Done It card game full of fun and flatulence? I agree, it does sound kind of fun. Bad example. <laughs> That could be – there's a chance that that's one of the most fun card games any of us have ever played. Like that's possible and that makes it a better idea. Oh, Fart in a Jar is a thing. It got $14 funded as of this article from 2015. So Fart in a Jar I'm going to say is worse. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think the plan and execution for Fart in a Jar is very straightforward. I, I, it's not about complexity. It's about uh, it's about outcomes. The outcome for fart in a jar is you have a fart in a jar, as opposed to uh, a new metropolitan area. Wait, if it's about outcomes, then why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you just propose a utopia at that point? If so, all that matters, I'm trying, is I'm trying to be realistic, Farber. That's why fart jar wins. <laughs> it's the most realistic. You got to split the difference. You got to get in the middle. <laughs> That's why I think. Go ahead, Tyler. Go I just ahead. googled worst Kickstarter projects, and the first one was the Licky Brush, which is a brush that you hold in your mouth so you can lick your own cat. Oh, oh I actually have seen. I know what that is. Oh, how about Mein Waifu is der Führer, a Nazi-themed <laughs> anime dating simulator? <laughs> I mean, that's no, that's a game. That sounds great. <laughs> It's not bad at all. <laughs> God. We so, should you could do a whole podcast on dating sims. Sorry. Jed, I was gonna make you the sheriff of New Boston, but it sounds like you're not really behind the cause, so I'm not sure I can do that for you. 
I'm like in uh, Deadwood. Like, you're going to have to convince me that it's my life's purpose. I'm not going to want it, but you're just going to have to show me that it's it would be best for everyone. And I can't really live without it. You know actually, I mean? actually just t- texted Doug and he said he's cool with being the sheriff of New Boston. So uh, the, the position has been filled. Yeah, Doug's a fucking cop. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I know Doug's not secretly listening outside the door, or he would have come in and st- struck struck me, stricken. Well, that's what that's what stroke. cops do. Is he would have struck me. They resort that's to vi- they resort to violence immediately instead of trying to come to a, a simpler conclusion. It's true. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, most most agents of the state are bad, um, but we might have an example of the state being good. In this article from WCYB.com. I'm excited to learn. Yeah. Bristol, Tennessee City Council considering permanent beer delivery. So uh, Bristol, Tennessee, earlier in the year, passed an ordinance, an emergency ordinance, basically, uh, that temporarily allowed breweries, bars, and restaurants to deliver beer within the city. You know, this was in response to the Rona trying to help their businesses out. And uh, now they're like, Hey man, you know why don't we uh why don't we just make it permanent? Why don't we just do that? And I think this is a really interesting policy change brought around by the virus that we've been dealing with. And I wonder if we're going to see further things like this. Like I know I, I read some speculative articles about like how drinking in public was going to become like or like you know open container laws were going to become less less uh, prevalent and stuff like that. So this just yeah. this seems interesting. Mm-hmm. This is okay. This is. I just thought of this. It's slightly unrelated to the article, but I was going to ask. It's all right. We were on. We were you... on topic for fifteen consecutive seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of the notion? It's, it's a tangent related to things staying the same uh, as we move forward. Like, if we have a vaccine or something. So, how do you feel about wearing masks more normally? Like, I even don't... with a vaccine for coronavirus. So. I, I, I'm fine wearing a mask. Like, I don't even really notice it anymore. I'll do it. I don't give a shit. But it's kind of a privileged thing to say, to be honest, because I don't have any breathing problems and I don't wear glasses. Like, it's way harder for Becca to wear a mask all the time because uh, it fogs her face up. Also, Has people that have, that like... Trick? It fog my face up. It fogs my lenses. Fogs her face up, she said. She her lenses. Said. She wanted to correct me. But in have any you case, seen the uh, thing where you? I'm going to use this dollar bill. You put it up, and then you put the glasses on top of the mask. Yeah. So you don't have yeah. the mask filtering in. You yeah. have it like shooting up into your eyes. You should try that. Yeah. No, no luck there. No go, bro. Wow. And she considered getting lasik surgery to fix this minor inconvenience how about squinting has she tried squinting <laughs> yeah has she tried closing her eyes at all times yeah okay well why then why didn't those things all work um, women <laughs> now she's mad <laughs> well in her defense <laughs> she is with you currently <laughs> There. Jed, I think to your point though about like masks being more normalized, I think that's something that'll continue to some degree. Like, I don't know that when this shit's all over, I'm gonna be wearing a mask, you know, to to go pick up groceries or anything. Yeah, but, that too. Right. Yeah. Um, 
But I think that there was a time, say, three years ago, when you would see someone walking down the street wearing a mask and be like, what the fuck's their deal? And and I think that the, like, the lasting effect for decades will be no one, like, it'll be destigmatized. Yeah. I know it's already destigmatized in some other countries, but... Asia. Asia. The, the, it's the defined nation of Asia. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that... For the number one time that I noticed it was going to the climbing gym and like there were one or two people that would sometimes wear a mask. And I, I was like, oh, maybe they're wearing a mask because there's like particles in the air because there's chalk flying around. Or maybe they're wearing a mask because whatever reason they're they're in a gym with other people. Yeah, they're soy boy beta cucks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But now I'm like, I kind of want to wear a mask when I go to the gym forever now. That's a little bit how I feel. Even yeah. though it'd be for others, not for myself. That's the type of mask that I'm talking about. But Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I could go either way, really. I, I'm Whatever the guidance is, is probably what I'll do, you know? If they never yeah. rescind the, like, mask-wearing guidance, I'll just keep wearing a mask. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Big government. You're, you're a big fan of the government, like, what the president is talking about. So, I'm... Yeah theoretically a fan of a strong federal government yes in practice no but in theory yes all right fair enough fair enough um i guess we could talk about this article that you introduced well i thought you did a good job thank you so do you guys wanna yeah this no this is a this is a great thing and i think it should happen more i I think that the like obvious benefit to this is you can get your beer and uh, not have to um, like risk yourself or risk anybody else's health um, by you know going into a place full of people and while at the same time uh, helping out a local business. I think uh, an extra bonus benefit is that it's cutting out a middleman, and I do hate a middleman. <laughs> yeah, this is just straight going around a uh, distribution service yeah and fuck distribution services i guess for yeah. the most part fuck distribution Wait, services. why why i'm just curious why well because because like sometimes they actually do provide a service because the it can be difficult for breweries to get their product directly to consumers um, True. but in some states breweries can't sell their product directly to liquor stores or directly to goofy ass blue laws. Uh, They have to sell them to distributors and then the distributors do that. And it's really just uh, the distributors like take a cut. It's like, it's practically a mob thing where they're not doing anything. they just are getting their beaks wet. Uh, And in those contexts, fuck that. I'm going to sound like a big dummy, but when you said distribution services in this context, I actually thought you were talking about, like, Grubhub and DoorDash. Oh, well, also, fuck that. I don't like those either. But that's a good thing, right? I mean, it's better if you can, like, order – like, if you're going to order in, it's better if you can get it, like, Jimmy John's delivers as opposed to ordering from a Quiznos via a Grubhub because, again – there's a middleman thing, support. and also uh, those apps uh, treat their employees a lot worse no. than uh, the the core companies do. I don't support any like gig services, to be honest. Like if you have if you have to do that to make ends meet, I'm not going to judge you. 
but I don't think like Uber or Grubhub or Airbnb. I don't think any of those are good. I uh, they're not good, but it's like it's a product of the capitalist system. So oh, it's sure. Like it's I'm not, not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna disagree with you there, but but it's like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying, but it's just like those products are those services are just a product of that, and for that reason, it's like just change the way that they're treated from a government standpoint and like change the laws around how people can treat right and then their and employees. then and then they wouldn't be really like gig workers they'd be actual employees in which case i would support it right right i think that would be the change that should yeah. happen because those services are still in theory good services sure yeah yeah i think that's what i i guess what i mean is the f- fundamental flaws exist elsewhere in this in the in the system you know sure yeah Look okay. at that! Look at that discussion and agreement on the internet. Wow, what a day! And learning, and and we learned. I yeah. thought we learned. And grew. I I didn't feel like we learned. I feel like everything that was, I was said was when I said we. Knew. I was referring to Tyler and myself. Okay, well, he got the royal we, just the two royalty in the conversation. Just those two dummies, I guess. Oh right, because <laughs> I'm the I'm the mayor and you're the prince and princess of New Boston. You guys can fight and figure out who's who. Oh, there's gonna be I call princess. princess. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be oh, a man. minor monarchy in New Boston. I haven't figured out how it's going to work next to, uh, like, an actual uh, municipal government. Minor monarchy? Minor monarchy. A, mi- like where a minor monarchy. A minor monarchy. Minor. Wait, but, but you're the mayor. Right, so I'm. No, that's not part of the monarchy. It's like how in England they have uh, the queen and they also have the prime minister. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's just crazy. I can't believe... Whatever. Let's not. I don't want to get into it. You know what? I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna have to get All into right. it at some point when um, we break ground on New Boston. But we can, we can figure out some of the other logistical things first if you draft. Yeah, I don't want to get heated on this friendly show. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Back back to this article. I guess I think I think this is good. I hope it passes. I hope we see this in more places. Uh, like you said, Sam, uh, it, it you know keeps people safe. I feel like, and it supports local business, which is good. And it just gets rid of some of those ridiculous old blue laws that don't really make sense in this day and age. So I'm happy with this. Sign of the times. I think uh, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Other, other than the bad guy. Oh, sorry, I was reading from the article. Other than the bad guy, who in this case happens to be Lex Luthor, oddly enough. I think Lex Luthor is misunderstood. Okay, I actually don't. I, I don't know much. I don't know much about comics in general, but uh, Lex Luthor don't know much about that guy. He, I know I, he's rich. Yeah. Like that's his thing. He's like rich and he hates Superman. I think the yeah, thing I mean, is he's he's rich and he fears Superman, and I think that he has reason to fear Superman because uh-huh. of how because of how Superman is a nuclear weapon that does what it wants. Yeah, yeah. I I guess that Superman being a good guy is. Uh, incidental <laughs> to yeah you know i don't like, i don't just, agree with Lu- with uh Luth- lex luther's like actions necessarily but i completely understand where he's coming from and can see why someone would do what he does with his means that's how i feel about magneto oh i i feel differently about magneto i i think magneto is right and the xavier institute is wrong and it's been proved i magneto and i have been proven correct a number of times well, that's what I mean. Like, I, I completely agree with him, even though he does some crazy shit. Like, live on an asteroid. 
Yeah, whatever. I'd do that. I don't care. Well, if you <laughs> master over the poles, you would. <laughs> yeah, correct. Obviously. <laughs> so obviously, we don't even need to discuss whatever you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I'll just chuckle here. <laughs> uh, should we move on to Jed's great content because we haven't seen him in a while? Yeah, sure. Uh, um, he said he doesn't have the vid. That's exciting. You can do anything else other than not get sick? Yeah, I played in my first ever disc golf tournament this past weekend. Oh yeah. And now, what's yeah. the what's the mask situation there? What's the social distancing situation there? So there's a, um, there's, uh, like a pavilion where we all meet and when you're in the pavilion, you have to have a mask on. That's the, what the rule is. People didn't really, at the beginning meeting, people abided by that. And then like later on, it was like most people did, some people didn't, but it was easy to just stand outside the pavilion and not go on. Like it was very easy to avoid being near anybody that... If you if you wanted to social distance, you had the option to. Um, you should which be I running around perfect. tattling on the people uh, not wearing masks to get them disqualified. That wasn't the tournament director was like pro mask in what he said, but he didn't care that much. I think is where that was at. Um, and then the you played with four people per round, and it was like we wore our masks sometimes. We were just like, I was luckily in a group with people that gave a shit about social distancing. So we all just, we talked about it and we just like didn't mingle, you know, like we kept distance from each other the whole time. And I am personally of the belief that if you are keeping like relatively good distance from somebody and you're outside, then that, that level of risk for me in my life is all right i've determined so yeah so that was how that went um there was no one that was really there were definitely some people that seemed to care less about it and i guess that's their prerogative but certainly no one was yelling at anyone else that was wearing a mask so yeah uh there was so the park that we had this tournament at there was a fucking banger party going on that was like where in was this, this other pavilion. Where was, where was this park? This is in like um, uh, 45, 40 minutes north of Pittsburgh. Yeah, like up 79, like on your way to Allegheny. Probably, probably 30 minutes rather. Um, and they were, they had this big band set up that was like playing for people. And they definitely had like the illusion of social distancing. Like there were these <laughs> picnic benches set up around the outside of the pavilion and we never were very close but we could see that it was like clearly supposed you know the big wooden picnic benches it was clearly supposed to be like one group to one picnic bench and but there was like a dance floor and there were people dancing on it and the band i we could hear them pretty clearly because they were so fucking loud and they were like thanking people from coming from all different places i was like is this a crazy big family reunion or is this like like, what is this party? I don't yeah. think it was like a wedding, but it, it it was definitely some party and it was fucking weird. Also, there are soccer fields there and there are like kids playing soccer and stuff. The, the parents are like spread out. Like, you know, nowadays when there are a lot of people gathered together, 
even if they're not really abiding by social distancing, they are definitely acting differently at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like you see people in bleachers uh, half an hour outside of Pittsburgh. I'm sure it's happening in some places, but like in bigger parks with a bigger group of people, there is some semblance of distancing. But, you know, all these kids are just playing soccer together and they're like little kids. And when you watch little kids play soccer, it's literally just like 20 kids or, you know, however many kids, 15 kids circled, circling around a soccer ball, just like chasing it. And like just like wailing on each other's shins. It's hilarious. Like, take out the soccer ball from soccer of like seven, like five, six, seven year olds. And just like watch like a heat map or like an overhead video of them moving around. And it's like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. You could do, just do it with an overhead laser pointer. Like put a laser pointer on a, on a drone. <laughs> yeah. My that favorite part about working in my job is when I get to see kids fall off their bikes. <laughs> oh my god. You're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> because... Well, see, like a hard, uh, like a bad fall, bike fall would be bad, Jed. But all of them I see, the kids are at at or near a dead stop, and they just, I don't know, they misuse gravity somehow, and they fall over inexplicably. And every time I laugh, <laughs> David, my brother used to live in Boulder, and he said every year all the new like Boulder CU kids would get there. And all of them, like so many of them would be longboarding and skateboarding. And it was like their first time and they were just on college campus doing it. And they would just, so many of them would just eat shit all over the place. Like it was insane. He was like in the fall or in the, in like late spring when like all the skateboards and longboards start coming out, people just start eating shit all over. I would love to see that. I, know. I was like, wow, Tyler would fucking love this shit. <laughs> Um, oh, I got third. I tied for third in my division. Hey, nice. Out of how many? Uh, 12, say. 16. And I was in the second. There's uh, recreational, then intermediate, then advanced, then pro, the professional tier. And I was in the intermediate tier. So I tied for third, and I played on Thursday just to, like, practice. And if I had shot that well in – if I had shot – half as good that as i did on thursday then i would have won my division <laughs> so well yeah and so there's hope for the future two-part question do they do pars and how far over slash under par were you um they do they do do pars i couldn't get around saying do do there <laughs> i tried you um, said I yes tried. they do pars they do do pars Okay. <laughs> I'm addicted to it now. Um, I shot two under par my first round and then one over par my second round, so I finished one under. But on Thursday, I shot eight under par. That's um, substantially better. Like, yeah. There's like, you know, you could you could play really well, and on Thursday, I played better than what my really well is. So it was not I, – I wasn't aiming for eight under, but – if I had shot under par both rounds, like four under both rounds, I would have won. So next time, next yeah. time. Well, I also got a good few. Thanks. Also, my first shot of the day, my first drive was a. Uh, they have closest to the pin challenges set up, 
where you move a little flag. And if you get closest to the pin, you move the flag and you put it where your disc is. And then you write your name on the card. And if somebody else gets closer, they move the flag. And then at the end of the round, whoever like whoever's name is at the bottom of the card, they win. And my first drive of the day won the closest oh, wow. to the pin on that hole. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, so it was fun. I had a good time. I can't think of anything hilarious, funny, or interesting that happened, but, you know, new stuff. I'm doing new stuff. Climbing is, I'm over it. I'm not climbing anymore, except Thursday I signed up for a climbing competition. But other than that, I'm all disc golf. I'm not doing it. I'm competing this week, but, uh, you know, it's whatever. It's low-key. It's low-key. The disc golf competition was a means to becoming a pro. The climbing competition is a means to forcing myself to climb more often. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like Jed. I, I'm not really eating uh, uh, meat anymore. I do think that tonight we're having meatloaf, but I'm not really eating meat anymore. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what's in meatloaf, and I, it's, I'm not convinced that there is meat in meatloaf. It's kind of like ground beef. But yeah, it can like be can be beef. can be ground turkey. Like you can you can do a good meal when I make turkey. it. Is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. ground beef for turkey and onions and breadcrumbs and then uh like uh a ketchup sauce essentially. Here's a hot take. I've never had a meatloaf that I was like I really like this meatloaf. That's too bad. It is too bad. I'm sad about it now. Huh. <laughs> Speaking of know. things that are sad, we're gonna head out, guys. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, what's, what's the thing that's sad, Tyler? Your life. What's it? Hey. <laughs> Your life. Uh, so I, I, uh, I scared the burps, at, or not the burps, excuse me. That's, that's the wrong thing hiccups? entirely. <laughs> the hiccups. I scared the hiccups out of Becca the other day, which was a thing that I honestly didn't think you could actually do. But, uh, it's re, it's made me reconsider all my preconceived notions. How'd you do it? Did you give her the sweet chin music? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. No, I showed her uh, the picture of Jed's belly that's on our screen, <laughs> and she was like, "Ah!" <laughs> yeah, that's my other that's my other life update. Is I'm eating well these days. <laughs> you got the hairy bagel. <laughs> hairy bagel. Oh yeah, you don't oh, know boy. the hairy bagel. I don't. And I know this right. is I know this is a an audio <laughs> medium, but it's what you it's what you do one of these. My belly's not hairy though. That's true. <laughs> Okay. No, you got to make a bagel out of it. It's not just grabbing it. I tried. Great. Oh my God, Sam! I'm so proud of you. Look at you. That's like that looks like a hairy bialy to me. But um. <laughs> is that a compliment? Because it's it, my my gut is thinner than a bagel. Yeah, I guess. Yay! Wow. Look at us all. Look at us yeah. in our fucking bellies. If, if a single person who listens to this knows what a Bialy is, I'll eat my own shoe. <laughs> if a single person that's listening to this emails the group, like emails the bruise twos, what what should I do? What's something I can do that I will do? Eat I'll Tyler's run... other shoe because now he doesn't have a complete pair anyway. I'll run a five I'll run a five K. And I've been chain smoking in the last few months. So I'll run a five K. Stop that. You gotta stop doing that. If someone emails bruise twos at Bruce Two's podcast at gmail.com? Nope. You'll see. Nope. You, uh, uh, listen, listen at the end. You'll find out. <laughs> okay. If they do and they say, stop smoking, Jed, and it can't be either you two, and it can't be either of the 
other two people, the other two people, one per each of your rooms that are currently listening to this. If someone says, stop smoking six, I'll run a 5K. They have to email whatever the fucking email is for this. So the only other organism in the room right now is Barley. So Barley will not email... Like, it won't count if he emails, but if Three Stacks listens to this, she can email, and it counts. No, Three Stacks You said in the room. You said in the room right now. She's not in here. She's off doing whatever the fuck. Isn't Barley a boy? Yeah. What's wrong with Barley being a boy? Perfectly reasonable (laughs) sex for a dog to have. Did I say people? I meant... Wait, I thought... I'm confused. Okay, whatever. Let's move on. Three Stacks isn't allowed to email. Sure she is. Shut up. Let's move on to the confusingly uh, spelled Reuters.com for our next article. Coca-Cola to enter U.S. alcoholic drinks market with Molson Coors tie-up. Whoa. Whoa. So Coca-Cola is uh, launching an alcoholic version of its Topo Chico sparkling water. Now, I have no idea what Topo Chico is. Has anybody ever heard of Topo Chico? No, I assume it's it's like a knockoff of... Uh, Lacroix or whatever, but it's just a it's just a brand, right? It's just sparkling water. It's a brand. Yeah, so um, I I think it comes from Latin America because it mentions that Coca Cola uh has this kind of like drinks market in Latin America and Japan. It mentions it sells something in Japan called lemon dough. Don't know what that is. That lemon dough. <laughs> that lemon dough, baby. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be working with Molson Coors to release this uh, alcoholic version of Topo Chico. It's going to be their first alcoholic beverage sold in the United States. Now, you know, Coca Cola—they're a juggernaut. They're they're a massive company. But Big props to Coca Cola. I feel like they have more money, and that means they've earned more of my respect. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely you got to buy their stuff, especially in South America, or they will send a death squad to kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's called respect. But, uh, I'm sorry? That's called respect. You are sorry. You better be sorry, man. <laughs> but uh, I just don't know how much success they're going to have. Like, I feel like the sparkling beverage market, I mean, it's expanding, but, like, there are already some well-placed players and with this Topo Chico brand, like, I don't know, people are, I don't think, are that familiar with it. I wonder how well they're going to do. It, f- it feels like a saturated market right now. I feel like all that I can see, like, really boosting this is how uh, Coca-Cola obviously is great with marketing. If right. they if they launch, a, like, a really big campaign, I think it has the potential to be successful and win a bunch of people over from, you know, White Claw and, and all those. But I, I do think, like, this... Timing wise, is poor. They should yeah. they should have done this three months ago or not at all. They weren't ready, but th- no, I don't think the timing's poor. I think it's hard. It's here to stay. It's not a trend, right? We don't think. I it's don't a trend. know. It, it's maybe it's just because I don't like sparkling water, but it seems a little trendy to me. I don't know. I think it's too early to say. Um, maybe they're just hoping to outlast you know, some of the other people because they have the big Coca-Cola brand and power and money behind them. Like they're waiting for the market to kind of weed itself out and they're hoping that they'll still be around at the end. I don't know. Yeah. I think the marketing is going to be high and good, right? It'll be high. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, I think sparkling 
sparkling beer. What is it? What is it? Alcoholic sparkling water. Hard hard seltzer. Yeah. yeah. Hard seltzer. Yeah. Hard seltzer is going to be here to stay, and I don't think it's just going to be a summer drink. Like I think people drink it all winter as well. It just seems like it's becoming younger people are using it to replace uh, light beer. It's yeah. you know what I mean. Like people that are people, you know, everyone grew up like old mill. Like Sam was an old mill guy, so that became Still like am. other people became like old mill people because of sam i think oh man i got i hooked so many freshmen on old mill yeah you did i think that's what hard seltzer is going to be but instead of it being old mill convincing people to drink not just light beer they're drinking old mill hard seltzer whatever it is white claw is going to make people start drinking hard seltzer instead of light beers like they're going to go to hard seltzer and i don't think that's going to change and and you're saying that one let's say extremely charismatic man could win a whole <laughs> generation over to Topo Chico. Yeah. Tyler could do that. I agree. <laughs> I have the biggest erection right now. <laughs> You've never had a big erection, Tyler. Oh, don't you talk about big erections with me, Joe. Sorry, was I was there something I could have said to continue that? No, I was just enjoying your laughter. This, I'm basking the glory of all of this. Is it was it was yeah, more Sam's face that I was <laughs> responding to than anything else. So, Jed, you seem the most on board for this uh, this year. Would you drink Topo Chico if you saw it? Um, I would definitely try it specifically because we talked about it. Like okay. this conversation is enough for me to be like, Oh, that's funny. I'll get that now. But if, if there was, uh, if there were multiple hard seltzers in a refrigerator and I was going to drink a hard seltzer and I saw one that I had never had before, I actually would be more inclined to drink it because it's like hilarious to me that there are so many hard seltzers. <laughs> Like, that's just, like, okay. Like, because when you've had one, White Claw, what's the other one that's really, really popular? Truly. Truly. Truly is bad, and I didn't know that I could think that. <laughs> like, I thought White Claws and Trulies were the same exact thing, and then I had a Truly and was like, oh, I haven't been drinking Trulies. I've only been drinking White Claws, <laughs> and Trulies are horrible. Would the fact that this is a collab between Coca-Cola and Molson Coors Beverage Co. make you more or less likely to buy it? Like if you, if for whatever goddamn reason they printed that on the box, would would that make you more or less likely to make the purchase? No effect. The only effect would be that we've talked about it. So that makes me okay. the most likely to buy it. Just, it's two, it's two companies that I don't trust to do a good job making an alcoholic beverage. Right, but if if and I mean we've read this article, so I know that Coca Cola doesn't have a hand in any other alcoholic drinks. But if you told me before this that Coca Cola was actually the maker of both Trulies and White Claw, I'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. Cool. <laughs> like you know, I don't know. Shit it would totally that. track, like with no context. <laughs> yeah, so that's why it wouldn't affect me then, and it didn't affect me then, and it wouldn't affect me now. Is how I feel about that. Farber. But you're not the target audience for hard seltzers, anyways. So no, you're right. Uh, three sacks likes them though. Anyone that knows enough, three sacks what? Three sacks likes them though. Would she be less inclined what? based on what she knows? 
uh, I don't think she knows anything, and also she's not drinking now, so she's not maybe the best example. But you know, no, she is a good example because I'm I'm trying to make the argument that people that are drinking hard seltzers don't give a shit what AB InBev is doing, which this you know that's not who's related here, but right. you get the point. The the macro fucks. Yeah, which I am gladly I gladly am a part of. They did the macro fuck. The macro fuck? What was you it a graveyard? What was it? Fuck, right? What was it a graveyard of, Tyler? Tyler, <laughs> tell me now. <laughs> tell you what? The macro fuck, it was a graveyard. Finish this sentence. It was a graveyard fuck. Fuck. Okay. They did the Wait, fuck. Is, Sam, uh, you listened to the monster fuck, right? Uh, I I haven't actually. That's Nick Weiger, though, right? No, it's, it uh, is. oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, no, it is. It is. You're right. You're right. Right? Right? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I got confused for a second. <laughs> How do you know that it's Nick Wire? Because be- <laughs> How do you know that this incredibly niche fucking bit is by a specific comedian, but you've never listened to it? Because uh, he's on Doughboys, which is maybe my favorite podcast, and they've talked wow. about it on there a couple times. Those wow. monsters fucked and they sucked. <laughs> You need to listen to Monster Fuck. Hey, anyone that's listening to this podcast, if you think we're funny, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Listen to, you. <laughs> listen to You're the wrong. Monster Fuck. <laughs> You're fucking idiot. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, Tim. Wait. <laughs> um, I was going to say something, but I forget what, so I'm going to pivot now to say that we got my content, but do either of you motherfuckers have content? So, I said I scared the hiccups out of Becca. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> I invented New Boston. How is this not the big news? <laughs> oh, actually, oh. I, I do have something else real quick. So, Becca, for our anniversary, what's our Happy anniversary? anniversary? Yeah, um, got me a, 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 a beer caramelizer. It's basically a big piece of steel, essentially, that you heat up, and then you plunge it into your beer, and it's supposed to caramelize the sugars in there. And... Uh, we used it on a beer today. We used it on a pumpkin beer by Dogfish Head. I did not get any, like, increased sweetness or caramel flavors, but it definitely, like, caramel. Go ahead. it, like, thickened it up. It made it much richer and fuller as a beer, which I thought was really interesting. Like, the flavors came out more, and the mouthfeel was more substantial. So that was kind of cool, and uh, I look forward to using this on more beers. It sounds like a machine Use that could transform a porter into a stout, which is a valuable yeah. machine. Right, right. This is, this, you're not going to want to do this, but can you try it on like some shitty light beer and see what it does, please? Oh, just yeah, for some. Yeah. I'm also going to try it on like an IPA, which is dumb, but I'm going to try it because like, why try not? It on, try it on Coca Cola's new hard, hard. Sure. Yeah. Try it on your skin. <laughs> oh. Try it in your bee hole and it's, see if it makes that taste sweeter. I'm pretty sure I made a joke about him stuffing this up his asshole last week. <laughs> I think that's the logical conclusion of learning your friend has a new metal rod that they heat up. <laughs> so wait, you, you want me to seal up my butthole? Is what you're I saying? Did, I you want me to. That. You want me to fuse that bad boy together? We'll see what happens, no. Tyler. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I want that to happen. No, do I want you to find out what happens? Yes, and if that's what happens, then I will feel bad at that point. Do I, I want like, that to happen? Yes, I would like definitely die. Like one hundred percent, I would die. Not immediately. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Eventually the <laughs> that, poop would come out of your mouth and then you can't breathe anymore. Incorrect. I would die. I would die before <laughs> you would suffocate. You would definitely suffocate Sam's right. That poop that poop would turn to bad poop way before that. That poop would spoil and kill you. Exactly. You don't need rotten poop. It's weird to me that there are some diseases that are like cured by just getting some better poop from somebody else's butt. Just eat some poop. That's not how they do it. That's not. That's the wrong way. (laughs) You could get it there, there, that way, though. I don't think you could. People try to, but they're just like they got. This man has bad poop in his butt. We got to get some good (laughs) poop in there. Fix it. Some good poop. And that's like how much good poop do we need? Only a very small yeah, amount of bad. That's modern poop. medicine right there. You go to school that for is. that. Or are you overweight? We got some good poop that's for you. Poop this guy's not overweight. Why don't we give you some of his poop? Oh. Yeah. All right, Joe Rogan, get your get your get your fire started. Speaking of ingesting poop, how about that pumpkin beer you had, Jed? Oh, how about this pumpkin beer? I've left a little bit left. I've left a little bit left. Yeah, I think I uh, really <laughs> talked myself into a corner with that one. It didn't change that much as it got warmer. Now that I know that warming up certain beers brings the flavor, what is happening? I, I just I just looked down at my beer. I looked back up at the camera, and you both are like holding back laughter and doubling over at the same time. <laughs> it's we were just sharing a private moment. It's because Tyler and I are children, so we were making like a – we were making buttholes with our hands and doing things. Too. <laughs> oh man, it was classier rather... when I said it. <laughs> you think? You think I'd rather be drinking this fucking beer and reviewing it, or making little buttholes with my hands <laughs> with you guys? All right, all right. Okay, I'm gonna finish this. Mm. Ah, delicious. Oh man, can't wait to review. I'll give my number in it really contradicts me saying delicious just now the flavors didn't really come out more as it warmed up which was a little bit surprising but the pumpkin flavor definitely was not too overpowering which i don't like about the other pumpkin beer that i've had which is pumpkin it's nine percent and it didn't really taste that strong for nine percent so i'm giving it props for that and the after bitter taste that i was talking about at the beginning did not uh, continue throughout. <laughs> oh man, like, like I'm trying so fucking hard <laughs> to say anything <laughs> relevant. And again, and again, I'm looking at the can. I'm like, what information can I get from the can that I can talk about? You know, do my thing. I look up, and Sam is doing a shocker, which I haven't seen in years. <laughs> Sam is doing a shocker, and he's inserting it into a butthole that he's made with his other hand. And then I look over at Tyler as I'm complaining, and Tyler is making a little butthole. He's licking it with his little baby Tyler tongue over there. I Okay, so tangent, tangent time. Uh, tangent. The shocker. Ah. Yeah, the shocker. Uh, hilarious joke that everybody was into in, like, from what, like, probably junior year of college to sophomore year, or junior year of high school to sophomore year of college. Everybody thought the shocker was hilarious. I've Damn, never still doing it. Go on. You've never just, what? You've never what? I have never heard of or encountered pornographically anybody doing or receiving the shocker. I think it just doesn't it work. Why it doesn't work? I think spatially it doesn't make sense. Because well, you're because you're because you're uh, the the two for 
allow me to be indelicate, the pink, uh, aren't oriented correctly because they're vertical as opposed to horizontal. This is just... Think about a vagina shape. Oh, I'm thinking about it. Doesn't make sense. Get, I just, try, hold I don't on. Know. Tyler, grab back real quick. We gotta try something out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll report back. Uh, I think you could still. I think you could try this on a man. I think you could jam your two fingers into the taint region and jam your pinky. Just oh like god, I of, thought you were gonna say, suggest. I thought you were gonna suggest two fingers sounding, and I got very uncomfortable. Yeah, I was certain that's what he meant. Woo. Hey, um, hey, hey, I, guys! Can we talk about literally anything else? I'm just saying. Why is it so popular? If you can't this. do it. That's just all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Popular if you can't do it. The the premise of it being popular was that it's like yeah, sex stuff. Didn't, it wasn't sex stuff. I've never done that, but it sounds fun. I don't know. Everything I was into in high school is real and incontrovertible. So, sex sexually, you mean? No, I just in general. Uh-huh. I maintain uh, all of the interests and opinions that I had in high school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because he's not a goddamn flip-flopper. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure someone funnier than I would have made a hilarious joke just now, but I couldn't think no, of anything. I, no, so I already gonna, did. Right? Weren't you listening? I, you said the flip-flopping thing? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's pretty good. That's a good, that's a good callback to 2004. <laughs> yeah, man, did that's you, what I right. did, you, did you rate that beer yet? I did not rate the beer yet. I'm giving it a 6.9 because nice. we're talking nice. So nice. <laughs> and I would recommend it to anyone that uh, wants to try a pumpkin beer that's hard and has a, you know, 9% and uh, they don't want to pay for pumpkin. Though this is probably just as expensive because it's fatheads. But yeah, I don't know. The end. Great. I had Bell's Best Brown American Brown Ale, five point eight percent ABV. This was just—it's just, just a good brown ale, you know. Not exciting or different, but um, a, a good representation of the style. I enjoyed drinking it. Uh, good body, nice multi flavors. So I'm gonna give this—I'm gonna one up Jed and give it a seven. And just uh, you know, if you're like, hey, what does a brown ale taste like? Uh, drink this because it's a it's a good taste in brown ale. Wow, that was exactly my experience with Bell's Brown. Being like, the ceiling on a brown ale isn't super high, but this is pretty much getting there. Yeah, yep. Uh, I had untitled art. I'm gonna say this stout just got serious, even though I don't actually know how they prefer it to be pronounced. This is just a great, rich imperial stout. I'm gonna one up Tyler. But not quite prices right style. I'm gonna go all the way up to eight point oh. Oh shit! Wow. Uh, and I recommend this to my wife in a month and change when she's allowed to drink beer. Nice. Wow. Not to, you know, really flip the script here, but I do have one more beer that I need to rate. Oh, that's true, Jed. Right. Which true. is the sour monkey that I'd like to re-rate. Um, Remix. I'm definitely not going to change your score. I think it would be dishonest to change your score. But you can, you can, uh, like in the spreadsheet, I'm not going to. Well, don't you rechange it. If you are going to do anything, don't change it. If you're going to do anything, give me two ratings for this podcast, if that makes any sense. I'm not doing that either. That's fine. Um, I gave it, what, a perfect score last time? 10 out of 10. What, when was that? How long ago? That was on episode 250. So that would have been uh, three and a half years ago. 
Yeah. So now that I've had a lot more sour drinks and I've, you know, ran the spectrum and how hard those were hard being the amount of alcohol in them, the ABV, um, I'm downgrading this to an 8.5 because I've had much more delicious sours and I've had sours that were very strong as well. But now that I've had sours that are actually quite delicious, which I don't think Sour Monkey is actually quite delicious. Now that I've had some delicious sours, I'm not, you know, I don't have such a hard on for the 9.5 question mark, 9.5%. So, you know, I, it was, it was a, it wasn't a fling. I was in love, but (laughs) I've grown and, you know, Hitchhiker's All Berry is now the best beer I've ever had in my entire life. All right. So astute listeners will remember that your floor for a sour beer is 9%. So that means you're giving Uh, us a negative 0.5. No, 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 no. My floor for sours is 9.0, which means that this would be a 9.85. Okay, that's a a really important distinction. Do you see how 9.85 and 8.5 are very different numbers (laughs) on a a 10-point scale? I always rate the sours on a 10-point scale, which listeners should know that that means nine point whatever i gave the rating to okay okay i could change that but i feel like it's you know right all right okay okay Okay. i've had two nine percent beers just let me let's just get all through this together all right uh sam what are you drinking next week i have something foolish it's a session stout (laughs) Mm. oh okay (laughs) so you have what like eight ounces of a porter is that what you're telling me? I I think it's only like 4.5. Yeah. It's 12 ounce can, but I you know, we'll we'll see what uh what lives therein. All right, cool. Uh Jeff, thanks for being around. I'm glad you don't have the vid, bud. I'm glad I don't have the Rona as well. Thank you for having me on two consecutive weeks and I'm sorry that I couldn't be here last week. It's all good. Uh you got your guitar out. I'm worried you're about to make friends. So let's wrap this up. Um, if you want to email us, yeah, make friends. You play that guitar in the stairwell. You're making friends, bud. Singing Wonderwall uh, and that's right. Wonderwall. Because maybe uh, if I knew the yeah. chords, I'd just give you my best. <laughs> uh, but if you want to email us about any of the myriad things we told you to email us about this episode, you can do that at uh, BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday. You can comment on links at BruceDayTuesday.com. The best. Keep it down. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. So, Jed, you gave me uh, a really interesting idea. Satisfying. Sorry, go ahead. I, I like the idea. This could be a sketch on, like, a bad a bad sketch show, like any sketch show, I guess. Um, <laughs> which is, like, the guy who likes to play his guitar at parties and in the stairwell to make friends, but, like, only does the acapella version of songs. So I'm just picturing a guy holding a guitar, singing Wonderwall, and not, and not strumming at all. <laughs> just like hitting the body of it with their yeah song. yeah um yeah if i could sing i would make that joke maybe if you're you know not me smoking, maybe if you're not smoking two packs a day your voice would be better no that makes my voice sexy come on smoking two packs that's why i sound so sultry right now <laughs> the tar is I, holding your vocal cords together i i do before we sign off here because i know tyler is contractually obligated to stay until 
Sam and I both give a, some sort of word that indicates it's over. For instance. Um, <laughs> give an example i think we all know what those words sound like um i did a very adorable i think you will think uh Uh, thing uh baby boy brewery drinker uh thing where i didn't realize that the beer that i loved from a brewery was like something they only release ever so often and when uh, i today to look and was like oh i can't wait to order this beer and i'll go pick it up and i'll have it on the podcast and then it was like, no, we only have these six beers. Hey, get them quick while they last. And I'm like, what about my favorite thing I've ever had in my entire life? Can I have that, please? They're like, no. Please. Hey, whoa, crazy new IPA this week. What is this so, character you're doing? I like it. I want to see more of this. <laughs> That's a shock jock character. Where is this guy? <laughs> this guy well he didn't come out until i drank not two nine percent beers I, I feel like it was a cross it was like 75 percent shock shock 25 percent bob dylan it felt it felt very hey. it felt very movie phone to me oddly enough that beer is playing at no that's not movie phone <laughs> i've never heard movie phone so i, I don't know how the movie phone that. that beer anyway. is playing at in any case, goodbye. Goodbye. Come up here, catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better. Westminster Kennel Dog Show. Oh, wow, look at that. He's down to three cards now. Oh, last province, last province. Who's going to get it? doesn't matter. I'm up last 15 province. points. Oh, wow. I've, I've never seen a province like that before. Mm. Look at the four legs. <laughs> it's so weird they say that. All dogs have four legs. Okay. You know what? We'll get those ones out of the way. And then I'm we'll going to be jokes. a father. I'm allowed to make dad jokes. <laughs> You've been making dad jokes for years. Yeah, whatever.